0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storyline
2: with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here. It's Monday, December the 4th, and let's do this. We got a little extra time here. We're going to have, this is not a uh, permanent uh change in our time at 9 30 central but with uh no talking cowboys this morning we thought well you know we got plenty to talk about a lot going on in the football world both college and pro if you want if you want to go there uh i know this is a show all over the country and actually uh a little little bit outside the country as well so you know anything you want to talk about i think it's fair game well, let's be careful when we say that, you know, football-wise, of course. Um, and let's let's get after it. We want to talk about the Eagles, 49ers, of course, Cowboys play the Eagles this week. Maybe we'll hear some Shaq Leonard uh news today as well. So uh we're gonna get after it. 888 855 2297 is the number to call. Um let's get the text line somewhere over here. I haven't memorized that one just yet, but uh there it is, 817-290-3298. All right. Let's get after it here. Let's start things off. Let's go uh, Let's go north of the border here. Uh, Daryl. He's in Montreal, Canada. Daryl. Morning. How are you doing, Nick? How are you doing? Is he first-time caller? Um, can you give me the here we go, and I'll explain after? I don't want to be.
3: Sure. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I didn't want you to take away that. Here we go. I've called before, like, other shows in the past like the lunch break oh. not the break the lunch break and whatever so
2: oh yeah yeah the first time caller is on the storyline so of, okay. Uh, okay of course yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm all those other shows i mean they count but i mean no we're talking about we're building something okay. right here so yeah 100 percent. first time caller i'm trying to find the volume button down here perfect thank you
3: um i also guess today was my lucky day because i'm a teacher at high school and um the, the school has no power so school was closed. Oh. It was canceled, so i home, and I said, "You know what? Let me, let me, let me call in, and I, I, I'm first, uh, first up in line."
2: There you go, first time caller, first time, first time caller, and also, you know, no, no power. So you, you, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to go help or anything, or you just say, "Nah, sorry, you're out." That's uh, that's their problem. My, my my job is in the classroom, not not <laughs> anything else. I hear you, I hear you.
3: So I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you have a bunch of callers. No, you're good. Um I just wanted to talk about, even though our Thanksgiving here in Canada isn't at the same time, I wanted to talk about my best Thanksgiving memory. I know it's a couple weeks late, but um, I've been to a couple games down down uh, in, in, in Dallas. And in 2010, I went to the New Orleans Thanksgiving game. And the memory I had was actually the night before. I actually got to meet you and Derek and Dia Wall at one of those um autograph signing things there. So yeah. Oh yeah. That. that was Yeah. That was pretty cool. And you even told me I came up and I spoke to you and you even told me that you hardly did those anymore and you just happened to do it that day. So I was lucky right. to, to meet you. Um
2: What city was that in? That was in Dallas. That was okay, was in Dallas. So no. like game. Like oh, yeah, yeah, game. yeah. I got you. I, I got think you. it was
3: two thousand ten against the Saints.
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah, we did We don't do that a whole lot. I mean, I know that they still do that, but not not a ton. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and
3: then I have I have a a, a player. Okay. That I want to know if you remember. I've been hoping no one says it. I'm trying to stump you a little bit, which might be impossible, but Corvy Irvin.
2: Corey Irvin. v Cor-V. Corvy Irvin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a stumper. I I want to say yeah. I want to say. Defensive tackle, but I don't yes. was he? Yes. I don't have the yes. media guide up. I, I, yes. I remember him sort of, but not 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 really. What I I couldn't I couldn't tell you much about him. Did he play much? No, he it was a, a year well, when he got a lot not. of injuries and he yeah. got he got signed. Oh he didn't play too much. Was that that but. was the year that they just signed like a hundred defensive tackles? Like hey, they exactly, they just yeah, that exactly. was two thousand thirteen, something like that. Yeah, our... but why? Why I why I know him
3: is that I actually met him because now he coaches for the Montreal Alouettes. Okay, and I met him, and we actually kind of became friends. And actually, they just won the the, the
2: Grey Cup up here this year. So nice. I thought I, thought Corby. I met him. You're right, corvy Irvin, defensive tackle, Georgia, 2013. Yeah, that was the year they just had so many injuries, and they kept just bringing them, bringing them through, and yeah. All right. You got me on that yeah. one. I mean I, I kinda remember but not much. But then again Well, you got it. He you didn't he didn't say he he wasn't here that long. So
3: yeah. awesome. Okay, so I'll i I'll get to my, my question for you. Obviously this is a big game uh coming up uh this week and with everything that happened last night. Um I saw in the Seattle game, I'm not sure if um uh Gilmore and Bland switched sides or if they were traveling if uh, Gilmore was traveling with um, D.K. Metcalf. And since D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown are kind of similar-sized receivers, do you think that they might do that again uh,
2: this week? Well, I think whatever they did against Seattle, I think you need to throw that away. I mean, like, I... I, I
3: not necessarily in the second half because they kind of true
2: and the second half they yeah they they got better on it but but I mean also Seattle sort of changed their game plan a little bit, but here's the thing Dan Quinn doesn't really do that that whole lot he he's gonna switch around what he does even within the game. I think there's times yeah. where I, you did see Gilmore travel, you did see bland kind of move around, but that's they're interchangeable, they can do that, and I don't think Dan Quinn wants to get you know anyone to have a beat on what they're actually doing so yeah. th- there's not going to be like one way like. He's got him, and, and, and you know, and that's the way it is. I, I don't think that that's the way it, they're going to handle. It. Because how can you do that when when you have uh, Devontae Smith on the other side? I mean, he can he can hurt you too. That's what makes Philly so good. Anytime you have multiple yeah. uh, receivers like that,
3: but that's why I kind of felt Seattle's receivers are are close to they're close. The, the same in sense of they have mm-hmm. the the DJ DK Metcalf with the size, and then you have Njigba, yeah, and then you have Locker are I mean not quite as fast as Smith, but they're still kind of speedy receivers, so I am wondering if right. they might make that approach. But either way it's a big game. Sure. Hopefully we, we, we get it done and, and get tied for first place.
2: That's right. All right. Thanks for the call, Daryl. Appreciate that. Good stuff. All right. Let's get moving here. Michael's in Colton, California. Sounds like a, a familiar a new uh, new name. Michael, Colton, California?
4: No, nah, it's the same name, Nick. I'm I'm a, a repeat caller. Are you? Hey, what's? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm I'm a. Uh, yeah, but I. Uh, anyway, you know what? You
2: still uh, get a Here we go. You still get time. one. <laughs>
4: there we go. <laughs> what's <laughs> yes, what's hey. up,
2: Mike?
4: Hey, Nick. I I just uh, I, I just want to say something real quick and then ask you a question. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I, I think that uh, right now we're actually starting to uh, click on, on on all cylinders. And uh, hopefully, you know, that sends us into this playoff run, you know what I mean, and we can actually do something instead of, you know, the, 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 the repeat history that's been going on for the last uh, almost 30 years or so. But anyways, uh, uh, also, my question to you is, uh, I was on the the RJ and everybody else show the other day in the morning, I, I love that show, by the way, I'm just kidding, it's 103 The Fan, and... Um, um, i I posed a question to them, but I, I didn't get an answer, but I would like to hear your opinion okay. I think when it's all said and done, I think c d lamb had the potential to be the best uh, uh receiver to ever wear the eighty eight and i I don't say that lightly because mm. I seen Michael Irvin play and he was a man he was a beast he was, like Deion Sanders says he was a dog straight up, you know, and Dez Bryant, man, he was awesome, but he but he was also kind of one dimensional and I mean no disrespect at all because Dez Bryant was awesome, man yeah. you know with them back shoulder face, But I think C.D. Lamb is uh, complete all the way around. You know, he, he's a route runner. He's a technician. He, he got hands.
2: Let me ask you um, this. Let me ask you this yes, real sir. quick, real quick. Who's the best quarterback in Cowboys history? Oh,
4: Aikman. I Why? Would say Aikman. Why? Um, I mean, just uh, winners win, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. And he, 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 he got us three Super Bowls. Okay, the the there day. you go. And,
2: the, and there it is. I just kind of set you up for that. That's okay, the thing, yeah, because Romo okay. it, Romo's got better stats, Danny White had better stats, but they didn't win championships, and that's all I'm saying you are right talent wise c d lamb might might be the best he might end up having the the best stats. But if he doesn't lead them, he if he's not the heart and soul on three championship teams, it's going to be hard to beat Michael Irvin. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you got me that, No, I'm, I'm not trying to get you. I, I, I'm just trying to, to say that's that's how we qualify things. And if Aikman and Stallback do it for you because of the Super Bowls, then it's hard to beat Pearson and Irvin just with stats alone. You got to be like head and shoulders above the rest. So he's got a challenge there, you know, but, but, but. But for what you're saying about just an absolute playmaker, uh, sorry, I don't really want to steal Michael's term like that. But but that's what yeah, yeah. CD is. Um, you're not wrong there. Uh, it's just that how we view players is going to be hard to to you know to unseat them at the top because they are, they have those shiny fingers that these current players do not have. So uh,
4: that was a that was a great answer, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> hey, one one more thing, please. Uh, uh, I want to send a shout out to to my son Eli. Today's his birthday. He's a huge Cowboys fan, man. He watches the games with me every weekend, and I just want to say happy birthday to Eli. That's Thanks awesome. You very much. Happy birthday to yes,
2: Eli. Sir. Good good stuff. All right. Yes, thank you. Very Thanks, much. Michael. Day, All right, man. That's pretty. That's uh. Th- yeah, I mean, Michael. Naming this kid Eli, obviously going up against you know uh, the Giants so many times. Eli Manning. Uh, I'm just kidding. I I love that. Happy birthday to Eli! All right, let's roll to Brian in Pennsylvania. Brian. Hey, how you doing, Nick? How's everyone in Pennsylvania today?
5: I tell you what, darndest thing happened. I woke up this morning and uh, no birds chirping outside.
2: None of that noise that I
5: usually hear on a Monday.
2: Wow, well, I well it's
5: hate, been real quiet. I'm
2: hate just that. For wondering them. if
5: everyone's okay.
2: You know the thing about it is, it's like the Cowboys aren't sitting around gloating because they're like, yeah, been there, done that. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's good and bad because it's like, oh, nice to see the Eagles kind of get it handed to them. But also, it's like, well, yeah, they did it to you as well. And so now we know who now we know who the cream of the crop is right now in the NFC. I mean, there, there's no there's no doubt about it. And uh, when when they want to play. <clears throat> You know, they they turned it into a, a fight, and they did, and, you know, the Eagles couldn't handle it. Of course, the Cowboys couldn't either, so.
5: Yeah, well, I think the Eagles might be catching the bug where they've got a lot of talent, but they're not. I mean, like, even all the games they've won this year have been really ugly. They haven't really been living up to it. That old Cowboys adage of, you know, play good with good teams, but then just barely squeak by other teams yeah. and playing down to their competition. But this right. isn't an Eagles show, this is a Cowboys show.
6: That's right, that's right.
5: Uh, uh, what I wanted to call and talk about today was, uh, I think that everybody, staff, writers, fans, everybody included needs to stop and say, I'm sorry, Tyron, you're still the man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, actually the whole offensive line. I'm sorry, guys. We doubted you at the beginning of the season. We kept saying y'all are holding us back. My bad, well, you know, because that's been pretty clean. And even with the run, the run has been opening up. These lanes for Tony Pollard, they're just progressively getting better and better and better each week as a unit.
2: Yeah. You know, here's the thing about that. Like, I don't know if you could just say, well, my my bad, guys. You know, we we were wrong. I don't think so. I mean, they weren't playing well. And they were not all healthy either. I mean, that that was part of it too. So I think where you can say my bad would be like, because a lot of times we, we like to just put everything into big picture. Like, if a guy makes a bad play, it's like, he's not any good or he's lost it. Tyron doesn't have it anymore. Like there's a difference of saying, Hey, he's just not himself or, you know, hopefully he can get back to that point. And then that's what a lot of people do. They kind of just write him off and say, all right, they're never going to be good. Uh, yeah. You know, Terrence Fields is never going to get back to a hundred percent again. And, and that's, that's not the case. And so I think maybe that's what happened is they kind of wrote this offensive line off as being a really good line. And right now they're, they're playing like a really good line, but you know what, I mean, think about the games they didn't play so well. 49ers, Eagles, I mean, it's a little different. So, um, you know, they they kind of still have to prove that a little bit as well.
5: Well, one thing I've noticed that uh, I've been really interested in is uh, the coaches this year, you know, like the assistant coaches. Yeah. And everybody... Uh, The game preparation, I guess, because ever since the San Francisco game, it seems like every game, the preparation is just upped. We actually, uh, I I used to call earlier and talk about the problems with the team not being able to adjust. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, I guess, Dak has a better grasp of the offense and the defense understands what their goals are. So it just seems like we're able to adjust in games. The one thing I saw in the Seahawks game was we started to get some adversity. I'm like, oh, here we go, same old Cowboys. But I saw them adjust and keep fighting, and I saw this attitude like, you're not going to beat me, or I'm not going to let you win. You're going to have to beat me. And that attitude with, like, CD and Micah, a lot of people call them arrogant. I call them both obsessed. They're obsessed with being the best they can be, and they want the opportunity to help their team out. And that was just something I was encouraged to see yeah. because I don't think we had that. You know, every once in a while you'd get that – bad play, and you see Dak just trot off the field, and you're like, oh, same old Cowboys, but this energy and like the way our team is coming together yeah. and played the Seahawks. It was more about the way they played than the fact that it was the Seahawks. I know they were a winning team, and we needed that playoff-caliber team victory with a hard battle, but something about this team, you know, I've been yeah. trying not to say it all year, but something is different. I yeah. don't know who's putting what in the Gatorade, but <laughs> give them a raise and make sure that they're there,
2: you know yeah well, I appreciate it. thanks for the call and, and you're right. I mean something is different i mean you you could say what, what you want about well what happens in the playoffs and and that's what people do, but I mean, I think you know you have to get there and and you can still say something is different because I mean winning these games at home like that i mean blowing blowing teams out. Um, they've won six games at home and they've scored at least 30 points in every one of them and, and 40 points, I think in, in uh, half of them. So, um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of points that, you know, they're really taking care of business on teams that they should beat. Um, aside from the from the uh arizona game but like like you'd said before i mean that offensive line is now coming together that offensive line wasn't even you know existing in in that game so that wasn't even close to what we're used to seeing here so all right let's uh let's keep it rolling here we've got alan he's in long island new york alan
7: hey nick good morning second time caller
2: all right how you doing
7: doing well doing well um just a quick question about Shaq Leonard. I'm um, not sure if you're sick of hearing his name or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, just want to know what's the vibe in the building. What are you hearing? Um, I, I think if, if, you're, if you're even allowed to tell us. You know? Well, I
2: mean, I, I, the vibe is that it would be nice to have him. It would that would be that, that they want him. It'd um, be nice to have him. This isn't this isn't going. This isn't the Charles Haley move that that put the Cowboys over the top. You know, it's it's not gotcha. that. Um, they they recognize. What you know everyone can see you know the same stuff from the medical um you know he's got some back surgery, his knees aren't the best he's had concussions i mean he's this guy's kind of beat up a little bit, but they still feel like he's a talented player that can help on a position you know a, a team that 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 could use him um you know right. both the cowboys and the Eagles have uh you know some some depth issues at linebacker, and so that's kind of why this where it's not one of those things where i got to beat you, so if you want him, then I want him. It's just one of those things where here's two teams that are fighting each other this week, but they both need some help at linebacker. But I don't think either one of them is going to break the bank to get him, honestly.
7: Gotcha. Now, what do you – like, obviously, it's between us and the Eagles. What would – in your professional opinion, what would make him choose the Eagles over us? I mean, obviously, we have the better facility. We have, you know, the Jones family as, our own, as the owners. Uh, we have, you know, Micah Parsons. We have, you know, Stephon Gilmore, mm-hmm. et cetera. The only thing I'd be concerned about is—is is he concerned that you know Dan Quinn would leave after this season if if we even sign him past this season? But what do you think about that? Like, I would—it would, it would what, be what, some. What possession go leave? I mean, to choose the Eagles. you think? Well,
2: I mean, some some long term um, stability as well. You know, like what 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 kind of deal is it? Is it a deal that would you know help me you know long term? Um, you know, do you have money next year that, that you can pay? Maybe not so much this year, but maybe some next year. Also defensive tackles. He could look at the guys in front of him. Every linebacker that's ever been great has probably had some really good defensive tackles in front of him that kind of can keep right. the trash off of them. So maybe maybe that is something he would look at too. They got some big boys over there in, in the middle. So do the Cowboys. I mean, they just don't act like Hankins and Osa and Mozzie and these guys. I mean, they got strength. They got big guys as well, but I mean, Philly Philly definitely does with with those players and uh, Fletcher Cox, of course, but also with Jordan Davis and um, I know I know Miss Oh with Jalen Carter. I mean, like they they have some, so that that could be part of it as well. I mean, there's just a lot of different factors there, um, and, and they're a really good t- team as well. I mean, they're 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 a little bit ahead of the Cowboys right now, so um, you know if he decides he wants to go there, I know he knows Nick Sariani just like he has some people in that he knows here. So uh, at the end of the day, he's going to have to make that decision. And, you know, if they make it, it's good. If the the Cowboys get him, that'll be a good thing. I'm not saying it wouldn't be, I think because they want him, it would be a good thing, but it also won't be the end of the world. If he, if he doesn't go here and if he signs with Philly, I don't think anyone's going to be too heartbroken on either side of this. This is a player that, you know, he needs to kind of come in and, and, and and help with the run defense. All right. Good stuff there. Uh, Thanks for the call, Alan. I've got a text question here from, uh 516 number no name but he says I remember the narrative that we can't pay Dak because he needs great players around him to be successful can we put that to bed now after watching Mahomes in the in the past few weeks yeah, I mean they they they've struggled some as well and they they've kind of thrown different players at it and um you know, they're still really good though. I mean, I mean they they're still a really good team. Uh I, I that wouldn't be a team I would want to face, you know, if I was in the AFC. So let's not let's not say that that's a you know the, the issue, but um yeah, I mean all all quarterbacks need need some help. I mean, and, and and Mahomes has always had it. Now, I mean he's got one of the greatest tight ends to ever play. So, I mean he he, he does have, I mean Mahomes has help. Uh, for sure. So, anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, I think they want to keep Dak and they want to keep the the great players around him. And know who cares if it's, well, that he needs him to help him or doesn't matter. Get them both in there. All right, Sam in Seattle's our next caller. Sam,
0: what's up? Hey Nick, how's it going? Good. How, how are you? <clears throat> Pretty good. Up here in Seattle, the uh, NFL has uh, made it clear for me to watch more Cowboys with flexing the uh, Seahawks Eagles to Monday night so okay. I don't have to worry about them getting in the way of Buffalo and yeah. Dallas that Sunday uh, and putting Seattle and Dallas on Thursday night so I could watch it on local TV All right, that was good Yeah, yeah yeah and you know about Seattle I kind of want them to go on a run now
2: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I thought that too about hey, don't don't you know, keep your head up. Keep your head up over there, Gino. Like i you know, want you to play well against the 49ers, of course, the Eagles, you know. I mean, like do that and just make a few more plays. I mean, yeah, everybody's kind of thinking the same way about Seattle. Go win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh just want to add it seems like you know, just how different it is now versus the first four games of the year. When we were talking about Texas Coast offense, mm-hmm. and then oh, tight ends aren't catching balls. Oh, red zone offense not so great. Um, you know, now we're just like oh, first play, first drive of the game, deep ball, deep ball, right? It's not so. Uh, to me, this is like a Dak Coast offense now.
2: <laughs> Dak Coast, I like it. Uh, yeah. I, and it's definitely remember the term DAC friendly. I mean, it, it yeah. definitely has been that. And uh, there's a lot of things there, a lot of chicken and egg type theories, you know, or is, is Ferguson playing better because CD is a CD playing better because they got he has more weapons around them. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, e- either way, I mean. Dak is continuing to throw it to who is open. I mean, Schoonmaker, he'll still throw it to him. He throws it to Jalen Tolbert. He throws it to Rico Daddle out of the backfield. I mean, he throws it to the guys that are open. So, and, and the thing is, is they're they're getting more plays. And then CD is still getting twelve catches, ten catches, eleven catches. I mean, it's unbelievable. I counted. I think he's got forty four catches in the month of November. I I need to go talk to our PR staff about that and see is that the most of. I mean, 44 catches in one month, and I did have the extra game by playing on that Thursday night. That's a lot of catches, though, in, in one month. Uh, so, um, I mean, that's, that's been, it's been a really good thing, but not to the detriment of other players. I guess you could say Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup really just doesn't have a whole lot of stats, but that's, that's it, really.
0: Yeah, Michael Gallup's really the, the one thing from the beginning of the year that's still a question now. But,
2: but he's the perfect guy for that role. If, he, if, he is if, forcing, if, if you think about, still have to cover him. Right, right. And if you think about wide receivers that have had success, and he's had um, some success, a thousand yards in, in his career. I mean, I mean, a thousand yard season. But the fact that he's not getting a lot of you know, balls his way and all that stuff, he's still though he, he's not a guy that's going to sit and pout he's gonna be he's gonna make a play for you like like he is he's not gonna be a problem in the locker room, and that's a good thing maybe he's making more money than you would want that guy to be, but I'm saying you're gonna need a play from michael gallup and and he and he'll deliver it for you so it's not the worst thing in the world to have him kind of, you know kind of just lurking back a little bit he'll make a big play so yeah. all, all right appreciate the call thanks Sam. all right, good stuff here let's see uh got another question here this is from dan in philly he says not all people from philly (laughs) i'm gonna read it i don't care not all people from philly are asshats like the eagles fans at the games they give the city a bad name uh this is going to be a crazy week here that's it that's it i love it um Yeah, I mean, 100%. I remember remember one of the first jokes I ever got. It was like reading in the newspaper. I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old, and it said like a Christmas list, a Christmas like list, you know, for everybody. Aikman needs more blockers for Christmas and whatever and Jerry Jones needs who whatever and it was like the Eagles need the C and the L back in class and I, I, it was one of the first jokes I ever got and I, I loved it and, and and it's it's so true so um there you go all right let's go to Dylan
8: Northport Florida what's up hey dude how's it going good how are you I'm good I'm good uh it's a funny story here before I, I get going though is that a a hunting trip this last week, and uh, we're up in a cabin up in upstate New York, and it's my brother's. He doesn't have uh, cable TV or anything up there, right? So I brought this little gizmo to hook my my phone up to the TV. I'm hoping and praying I got cell service because I haven't missed a game in 20 years, you know. So I plug it in, plug it in the TV. There's nothing, man. No, nothing at all. It's like it there's no a data signal. Nothing doesn't work. So I'm like, I'm hoping and praying I can put it as high as I can up in that cabin, man. Get some sort of signal. But God, we got to watch the game. We got to watch it with my parents, my brother, the kids, and then the whole weekend. All we did, every single thing we did, it was here we go, tying our shoes. Here we go, you know. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to make like some sort of. Uh, you know, you guys did a couple of years ago with Zeke and him that funny video eating the cereal and all that. Yeah, you guys got to do something with Dak and the, the here we go, is just doing little tasks and stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. We we yeah we we've done a couple of things. Um, uh, there's been a couple of videos uh, that you might have seen in social media wise. One of them was uh, the, all the play- players kind of going around doing yeah. it, you know, and then of course, Dak doesn't even get into it. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. th- th- There's another one that w- that we put out that was really, really good um, as well. So uh, yeah, we, we've done some things, but yeah, maybe, you know, the, the problem is, is that he's not cooperative about it. I mean, I don't know if you remember, and, and I, you probably don't, but way back in training camp, we got, you know, we weren't getting callers. We were just getting players um, to come in and the last, One of the last days of training camp, I think it was the the very last day that came in. And I asked him right off the bat, I was just like, let's get started here. Or should I say, here we go? And he looked at me, he was like, what are you you talking about? I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And you said it for three weeks out here. Here we go. And he was like, no, that's not something we'd talk about. It was really awkward. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, moving on. And and now, now look at it. Now, you know, once Aaron Rodgers said it, it's like, oh, now, you know, of course because there's, yeah. there's meaning behind it too it's not just him just saying that it's, it's the cadence is kind of helping um with with you know with everything uh with, with that offense and how how they get how they get the play started
8: yeah it's such a unique thing he's got a trademark that or, or something i'm mm. still to do some commercials with that in the offseason but he seems locked in right now so i, yeah. I like that That's Sure. Good. um yeah so friday some of the callers they were disappointed with you know the defense and, and the pass rush but uh just a couple things about that the the pass rush was getting there all night the problem was that gino was taking three steps and throwing the ball throwing all night too yeah and the report it's funny the report on gino all season was he holds the ball like all day way too long that <laughs> he's done it all season and i said this a couple weeks ago against giants i'm like um you know there's teams every year it's bad teams or teams maybe not bad but they're not as good as the cowboys and they they step up and play good games against dallas for for multitude of reasons one is it's the cowboys and now you got the Seahawks playing for their, their playoff life. And it's like these guys formulated a game plan specifically to negate the best part of this defense. And they did it, but I mean the pass rush was still it was still getting there. They threw up a right. bat on the TV. It's like the pass rush was getting there faster than any team's gotten after any quarterback all season. But the problem was that the throws were so quick, either throw it incomplete or get it out quick on a slant or an in route or something like that. And um, you know, but, people were upset with Bland. Uh, for for having a rough game, but it's like there's no blueprint. He didn't get exposed. The blueprint is to have like some genetic freak at wide receiver that was built in a lab. That dude, DK, he runs like a small guy. Like he's quick, he's fast, but he's built like a transformer. He's built like Megatron. Like he's, he's insane. And Bland's just, he has the speed, but he's too short. And you saw on that one in cut that DK took to the house, um, Bland was playing underneath leverage, which is dangerous, but if you want to pick, that's what you got to do. But if the guy catches it, you know, it's the house call. There's no safety, which there wasn't. And, uh, the, that was just a well-thrown ball kind of up and away and, and Bland missed it by a fingernail. He's just too, too short. Right. So. I'm well, not worried about it. Pass rush is fine, Bland's fine, and we'll see what happens there. All right.
2: Well, I appreciate the call, Dylan. And and and, and you're not wrong on that. I mean, Gino was getting the ball out really quick. The the issue I had was that usually when you get the ball out super quick like that, the guys aren't already open. And and that's the thing. They they had it schemed up really well. Um it was one of the tougher tougher matchups just because they have they have three receivers that, that are really good. I mean the Eagles I think have a better receiver, number one, in AJ Brown. They they have two better receivers in Brown and Devontae Smith. But when you talk about three, I think Seattle has you know the, their their third receiver is better than I think what the Eagles throw out. So um, that's the that's the thing about them. They they don't have the best in the game, but they have maybe the best trio, and that's that's really good. And 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 that hurt the Cowboys all night long. And um, but got to give Dallas credit too. The last three drives, they got off the field. I mean, they hadn't forced them to punt at all, and no, nobody punted in the game, but you know, they couldn't get off the field, couldn't get a stop until the last three drives of the game. They did. Uh, they they got an interception, then they got a fourth down stop, and they got another fourth down stop as well. So, actually, I guess it was it, three... You no, know, they, they didn't get the interception. It wasn't the last three drives. It was like four out of five, because they did give up a touchdown after that pick, but the last three drives of the game, the Cowboys did get off the field. Alright, let's go to um, text message from... Um, Dallas. He's in South Jersey. Named Dallas says. Do you think we continue to see Tolbert and Turpin uh, increase their snaps and less of Gallup? Probably. I mean, I'm, that's. I mean, they're all going to play. I think Gallup will still get out there and, and play. Um, but but I think Turpin has shown that that you know he can he can make some plays for you. I mean, it's not just deep balls. I and mean, we've seen one with him kind of down the field in Washington. But he's had a couple of catches there you know like in inside the red zone one for a touchdown against uh Philly I believe that was Philly um had a touchdown it wasn't it was a little outside the red zone against the forty ers but um he you know he's made some plays he made some made a nice catch to the one yard line uh the other day a two yard line so um I, he's he's really he's really made made a lot of strides at offense and and, and tolbert has as well, so yeah, I mean I think that they, they, they won't say it that way they'll say it we've got just we got more weapons that we can throw out there all right um Let's go to our next caller. we got Ryan in Tulsa. Ryan, what's up?
9: Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? Love your show.
2: I appreciate it. How are you doing?
9: I'm doing well. Hey, you know, watching San Francisco yesterday, it struck me that this is something that needs to be planned out over not not four or five days, but four or five weeks, and with that much time remaining until we might have to face them again, you know a little more about the inner workings. Do do our coaches – Look ahead and start planning on how we're going to attack these guys and, and how we're going to defend them. And, and then my second part was uh, I heard Jay Glazer mention Shaq Leonard was uh, waiting to see kind of what the outcome of yesterday's game was for the mm-hmm. Eagles. And if that's the case, that maybe he'll help us shore up our our middle because that seems to be what uh, they attack San Francisco. Uh, but but it looks like they they plan way far ahead. Uh, they knew exactly who to attack with the Eagles yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I yeah, I think everybody looks ahead. I mean, that's why you have you know thirty thirty coaches and analytics and all that. I mean, you, you you're already scouting ahead um, now. Whatever they were doing to scout the Forty ers the first time around, maybe maybe you mix that up because that didn't that didn't work out. So much, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I don't know what what does that mean if Shaq Leonard was waiting for the weekend. What what does that mean? I'm going for the team that wins. I'm going for the team that needs me the most. I mean, think about it. The the 49ers just smacked the Eagles right in the mouth, just like they did to Dallas. Same thing, and so it showed right then and there that if this thing, if this game gets really physical and it becomes a war in the trenches like that that San Francisco's built for it, and you know the eagles couldn 't handle that the Cowboys could not handle it either the cowboys haven't handled that in three years just kind of taking the fight like that um to uh, you know to to the to the opponent just like the 49ers do so uh, maybe maybe you know maybe the Eagles found out they needed him a lot more um and, and that's the type of player they want maybe they they up the offer. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that kind of means as far as waiting for the weekend. I think he's just waiting for the weekend uh, just to kind of make a decision. So I, I don't know necessarily what a win or loss does. So, all right. Appreciate the call, Ryan. Uh, I think the phone lines are open right now 888 855 2297. This is usually right when we start the show. Um, we, we added an extra 30 minutes. If you're just joining us now, we we, we started at 930. There's no talking Cowboys this morning. Um, they will be back tomorrow. Uh, nothing Nothing changing for them. They just had a little bit of scheduling conflicts. Today's the day that the players... Go to the hospital visits um, around town and around Dallas and Fort Worth. Three three hospitals in Dallas, one in Fort Worth. They spread the players around. Uh, we've got a couple of our, our crew there. We've got some. Uh, we got our some of staff writers that are there. We've got some um, videographers also there. It's a it's a it's a special special day. I don't know how to say. I don't I don't want to say it's awesome because it's seeing kids in a hospital is not awesome. Um especially if you have some like I do but um it it's uh it's something it is. It just when you see a a kid light up because Eric Scott Jr shows up with his jersey on and and that's nothing no offense to Eric Scott Jr but he's just he's a guy that he's just a young player hasn't played yet but doesn't matter. He's got that jersey on, he's got that star, he's got a Santa hat on and when a player like that walks in there and just see how the kids and the parents light up. Uh it's pretty awesome. I've seen Tank Lawrence just just send someone to the to the nearby store and say, "Hey, they want this toy. Let's go get it for them. And let's bring it to them, you know, here in the next hour or so. I've seen that happen. It's pretty it's pretty special. So uh, it's a really great thing that Cowboys have done for a long time. They go all over to these uh, children's hospitals and, and visit. And um, it's pretty cool. So you, you, you'll probably get a chance to see that later today. Some videos and, and some stories that, that come out of that event. All right. Let's go to Seth in New York It's our next caller. Seth. Good
10: morning, Nick. How are you?
1: Good
2: morning. How are you doing?
10: Good,
1: thank you. Happy Victory Monday. All right, I'm yeah. Calling Zach sure. Because oh, Eagles. We all so happy yesterday.
6: <laughs> okay,
1: sounds good. Um, so, my question, so really, what I wanted, to, I, I want, I just want somebody to speak on this because I found it to be absolutely boneheaded analysis that came out of one of the national media places <laughs>
9: over the weekend. Um, I know. I know what you're going
1: to say. Exactly. How is it that Dak Prescott can't be elite unless he's throwing interceptions and fumbling the football? And then, um, you know, having to play hero and come back and win football games. And we all know that he put that team on his back on Thursday
2: night. I, I don't understand that. I, you're, you're talking about LaShawn McCoy uh, that, that made that statement of that he needs to see Dak throw interceptions and, and come back from that, even though when he did throw some interceptions in games, then that whole crew roasted him and all that. Hey, put David Hellbun back on the show. I'm sorry. David Hellman needs to be on that show. Um, It it was a better show uh, when he was on it. And I'm not saying that just because he's here. Well, maybe I am. But, I mean, he he actually brings a little bit more rationale into things like that. So, um, I don't know. I thought that was, you know, I say it all the time. Nobody's take is wrong. Um, As long as it's genuine. As long as it's a real take. It's what you really believe. You're not just saying that to kind of. You know, j- just to get ratings and stuff like that. I just don't understand how that that makes any sense to me. About, I mean, he has done that. He's con- he's led the team back. He did it against Seattle. I don't know, I don't know what else he needed
1: to do. So
2: yeah, it was
1: just a just a blind take from a guy who wears the Philly green and I guess leads green and
10: white. So
2: yeah, I, he he's afraid that if he if he says anything positive about the Cowboys, he's going to lose his Philly guard or whatever. I I don't know. I don't. Hey. It, it, it is it is what it is. I don't I don't necessarily. I, that's not one that I ever really. That's not a take that I ever really throw a lot of validity in because he's he is what he is. You know, and, and that and that's fine. I mean, he was good good football player and all that, but it's clear that he does not like the Cowboys, and you know, it's I think it's a I think it's a unbiased take. You know what I mean? Just like when Michael Ever goes up there and says you know stuff about the Cowboys. You, you look at it like, all right, Mike. You know, of course, of course, you're going to say that, you know, because you're a cowboy. And it's the same with the people that are the other way around. So, it is, it is what it is. I didn't understand the take. Maybe there was more to it. Uh, I think Dak has shown um, that, that he he can bring the team back. Um, but you know, it's not it's not a recipe that you want your quarterback to do. You know, I mean, um, you know, Jalen Hurts did it a few times. You know, against some some, bad, some mediocre teams, he brought their team back. They, did it. they tried that thing yesterday against the 49ers, and that didn't work, and it went the other way. So it's not it's not something that, that you want to go into the game saying, well, I just hope my team can can rally and bring them back. So, All right, let's go to Reggie in Germany. Reggie, are you there?
11: Hello. Hey, Nick, how you doing? It's Reggie. Hey, Reggie. How's it going over there? It's been a minute. It's been good, man. Everything's good. I hope you guys had a nice holidays as yeah, well. Yeah, it was good. Listen, I know other guys are trying to get through to you, so I don't want to take up a lot of your time. Hey, it's
2: all um, right, man. You're in, you're um, in Germany. You, could do, you got a little bit.
11: <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Listen, real quick question. Have you checked out um, any of the keys to the game um, as far as what San Francisco was doing to the, um, to the Philly defense? I was observing the game, and I noticed that um, they were running a lot of um, stunts to the, to the left side of the, of the offense and that's our strength that's that's tyler and, and Tyron. um you think that's something that they're paying attention to that we might work some of that in? i haven't seen a lot of left hand running yeah as far as our, 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 our offense is concerned and um not running off tackle but between tackling guard i think that's something that would be playing to the strength of um tp and um might help him out a little bit
2: yeah you know he he's um you know that that's one of those things too like it's hard to do what the 49ers do. You know, I mean, yeah, they're running to their left side. I don't think it's because they found something on the Eagles' right side of their defensive end. I think it's because they've got an all pro tackle over there, uh, Trent Williams. Um, yeah, so no, we
11: got an all pro tackle in, in, in time. True.
2: I'm not saying we don't. Trent, Trent Williams, I think, is a little bit different, um, and, and he plays in that style. But more than that, is, it's who's the Debo? I mean, like, do you have a Debo? Yeah. Do, do you have a McCaffrey? I mean, the Forty ers are really good at what they do because they have weapons that they can line up everywhere. They they ha- they can line up a wide receiver at running back and run them the ball. They can line up the running back McCaffrey at receiver and throw him the ball. So it, it's True really that. it's really a tough. I mean, tough offense to to try to. Um, Copy, I mean, because you just don't have those pieces in place. Um, but but they, they ran Philly all over the place and, and they did a really good job. And Purdy, I mean, he just makes really really good decisions. So they, um, they took it to the 49ers. I mean, it was one of those games got ch- you know real chippy there with the with the fighting and the security guard and all that kind of mess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what was going on there. Um, but you know. You know, it, it, it happens. It, it, it happens, it, I guess. it was
11: going on. It was, it, it was some but,
2: wildness and, going on. Right. There. And Philly Philly took that, and they needed a spark. They took it, and they went and scored a touchdown. And that's when you're like, all right, this game might have just changed. I mean, the, the yeah. 49ers lost one of their best linebackers in Greenlaw, and the Eagles lost their security guard. Like right. like okay that's fair and then what the forty ers did they took it right down there and scored and said now nah, you know we we could play with an edge as well and so um, you know that was that was it so.
11: yeah that was a, that was a good trade for for the eagles I mean you know yeah. they, all they lost was the security person well maybe you know? maybe
2: it wasn't because after that they couldn't stop anyone <laughs> I don't know I don't know I never heard of that guy I mean I didn't yeah. I mean, what is it with security guys? I mean, seriously. I mean, I know the Cowboys. The Cowboys got to go in, but you know, and and I said this before. You know, you're supposed to be breaking up the fight, and I went and just looked at it again. He was doing yeah. that. He was trying to do that. Now he he was throwing some f bombs in there. You know, he was big tough guy, but he he was trying to kind of break that up. And the, and to be fair, the Cowboys secu- uh, director of security, he's down there on the field too. He breaks up fights like that. Like that's that's kind of what happens. But um, it was just an odd. Odd thing that happened. Um, and I, I'm really surprised that they that they got him out of the game for that. I,
11: yeah, I wasn't sure about that call either. I mean, how did they come back to it? And they circled back to it. They didn't even call it initially. They they, they, they yeah. ignored it and then they came back to it. The so only thing the only, weird, thing of, anyway. only thing I could think of
2: only thing I could think of was because he already had the penalty for the for the throwing him down on the ground. And then if he's a swipe like that, if that's another penalty. I, I guess that's a fifteen yard. Pin. I guess you get two. You're out. I don't know. I'm getting my college football rules mixed up there. Um, but anyways.
11: Yeah, but he's, he's he's a security guy. He's not even a player. So how do, I, how do you call that? But I
2: but I'm glad that they, they they got him out of the game. I mean, whatever his role is. I mean, you're on the sideline and you can't you can't. I mean, you you need to be out of the game as well. So uh, who knows who knows what that effect. It was just kind of a weird weird game. Um, you know, who knows? Does he have to sit out the first half of the Cowboys game again? Sorry, that's another Cowboys thing, another college football. Yeah, does he present.
11: get a fine? What What happens after? <laughs> who, that? Knows?
2: Mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, who knows? I'm sure the people in Philly would would pay it. Um So Gladly. for him, they uh, they, yeah, they they yeah, love that guy. He got a, camp, for sure. yeah. i never <laughs> heard of him.
11: All right, anything else, Reg? No, that's it. I just wanted to let you hear your opinion on
2: it. All right, appreciate that. Thank you for the call. Got another call from outside the U.S., Canada, and now Germany. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to go we'll call one more call, and we're going to take a break here. we got Russ in New York.
1: Hey, Nick. How's it going? First-time caller. Oh, hey, Russ. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Here <laughs> hey, we go. I just heard the last caller, about uh, the one before that, about uh, the narrative on uh, the national TV, which shaded everything. I just think it's humorous. Yeah. I mean, last year. If you watch the Cowboys-Eagles game in December, Dak throws a pick-six like on like the first play of the game almost. Right, and then he comes back and beats them and scores thirty-something points on them. So I mean, yeah, his ability to come back from starting a game wrong—I mean, he's done it plenty of times in his career. It's true. And I remember, remember when we used to play Carson Wentz, we had some battles and. Those games always started off pretty rough, so yeah, that that's narrative a good point. Is, is
10: crazy.
2: That's a good point. Ten nothing, ten nothing. That Eagle game last year against Gardner I'm sure you're exactly right. It was ten nothing, and he, that pick, and yeah, they came back, and it was a great game. Of course, of course, that game probably doesn't count because it didn't have Jalen Hurts in it. You know, I mean, like there's always going to be that that kind of narrative, but it's okay. Yeah, like Dak
1: plays against Jalen Hurts on defense, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not like that's the Eagles' defense,
6: right? This um. Will- Yeah.
1: So, just real quick, um, what do you think we're going to do this week if we uh, have some trouble again on the the right tackle side with with, uh, Steele? Are we going to try to help out a little bit more than we did last time?
2: Yeah, I, I would imagine. I would imagine that. You know, that's why. That's why having the tight ends out here, you know, are really, really helpful. Um, that's why you want them to make plays. You want Schoonmaker to, to make some plays. You want Ferguson to, to make plays because having them on the field can help in so many different areas. You can help keep them inside and block those guys when you need them. If you feel like you've got it covered, they can leak out and make plays as well, especially Ferguson who's making some catches and getting yards up the field. So um, having having good tight end play is helpful because those are the guys that will help chip, like you're talking about, um, on certain plays. And in certain plays, you can chip. Like we saw, Ferguson had one in the game the other day, I don't know if you guys saw it, where he, he was supposed to just help Tyron with a chip on the left side and then leak out. But he knocked him on his ass, and Tyron's sitting there like, well, "What do I do now?" You know, I mean, he he kind of blocked over here, so it just it was one of those. Ferguson had a lot of great plays, but but that one was a big one. But to your to your point, tight ends will help with the chips and having them on the field to be versatile is really really important.
1: Awesome, thank you right. so much. Appreciate all the work and all the years. All right, thank
2: you so much, Russ. Appreciate that. That was a first-time caller. It's awesome. All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to go. We've got a different format today, longer show. We're going to take one break still. We're going to take it right now. We'll come back. Uh, we still got some. we got an open phone line, I believe, 888-855-2297. So hit us up. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline.
12: a location near you.
6: Back, back, back to Cowboys Storyline.
2: All right, back here on Cowboys Storyline. We've got a longer show today. If you're just uh, joining us, and this is the second time I've said it, but if you just joined us, just just uh, t- talking Cowboys uh, did not have a show this morning. They will pick back up tomorrow, and and this is that's really the only change of the schedule today. We just went a little bit longer, wanted to give you guys a chance to get some more calls in. Um, maybe we can set our our personal record, which I believe is sixteen. So we're sitting at uh, eleven. Uh, right now. So um, hopefully we can get there. we got a few more minutes here. Um, we're going to go to the normal time, about 10.50, and then uh, right after that it'll be just like a regular Monday, Cowboys uh, break, and then all the other shows after that. All right, let's go to a Steve in New York. It's our next caller. What's up, pal? Hey, Steve, how you doing?
1: All right. Um, I had I to call because I heard um, a, c- a call or two ago, the boneheaded observation from national media. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely full.
6: Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Nick, let me tell you something. Been a fan 45 plus years. I will watch replays of the 81 championship game (sighs) on a roll, okay, before I ever watch any of those shows. I mean, come on. uh, uh, Enough. Hey, let me ask you
2: this of all the replays, does Dwight Clark ever drop it or does he just catch it every time?
1: Well, I'm hoping one sails into the crowd like it was supposed
2: to. Right. Yeah, just one time, to throw it in there. I know. Well, that,
1: like with the Metcalf touchdown the other night. I I maybe it's cuz I'm watching at home. I don't know. I thought that was going in the third row. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, oh god. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, one,
2: the the one that really high. I yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah, right? Yeah, I thought that was I thought I thought Chris Bean was going to catch that. I thought he was yeah. back there. He was going to make that catch and he did not. Yeah. But he was right yeah. there. So. Uh, I hear
1: you. what else you got? Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, just real quick, because you know I'm a I'm a big it's two guys, cowboy players, Hall of Fame. Um, that obviously Woodson's one of them. I'm so you know that bothers me every year, and Everson Walls is the other one. I'm um, yeah. speaking of the catch, but um, <laughs> you know it was I was just thinking this it was because I was, you know it's it's Monday I have a little time to play with. Um, you know it was 29 years ago today that game because um, I know you have mentioned it on your show when Woody intercepted that pass in Philly. Mm-hmm. Remember they were wearing their uh, double stars double that star. day? The blue double yeah. stars, yeah. Yeah, and I think it was 90-something yards maybe. 94, um, yeah. My dad was 20, can you imagine that was 29 years ago, man? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's crazy. And yeah. I just wish, and I'll say it, I know it's been said a hundred times, Darren Woodson Hall of Fame,
7: enough.
2: Yeah. I hope I mean let's enough is enough thanks for the call Steve I mean like yep. and and you know I looked at the class uh recently Darren Woodson would got put in the the semi uh, round of 25 he's been there before um he needs to make it to the finalists of 15 if you look at the class I mean I don't know who who would be I mean, you say that like who would be ahead of him? I mean, it's just it's got to go. It's got to be his turn, and I don't know who all has has waited a long, long time. I think I think Woodson is there though. I mean, I I, I don't see why he wouldn't make it this year, but it's a lot of politics involved there. Um, but I do know this that the people that I've talked to that are on the committee. They think he's going to get in. They know how this works. They know how the process is and how you kind of have to wait your turn, and you wait a long time. It's not like he, you know, he hasn't waited a long time. They think he's going to get in sooner than later, and uh, they, they've tried. They've really tried to, to do some things. I mean, I had somebody ask me to call Bill Parcells and ask him about Darren Woodson, and I got to talk to him about it, and he said he's one of the top five players he's ever coached, and he coached him for one year. One year, and he said he's one of the top five players I've ever coached. Um, and, you know, and I don't know who the other three are. Uh, I didn't ask him. I mean, I could imagine Lawrence Taylor would be one. Uh, I don't know some of the others, um, but he said Darren Woodson. He goes, I wish if I would have had Darren Woodson longer than this, he'd already have you know a Hall of Fame jacket. And that's pretty egotistical to say, but who's who, who disagrees? Uh, for, for sure. All right, all right. Uh, let's go back to the line here. I got to repeat here this is uh dylan is called
8: back dylan hey dude thanks for having me back i wasn't sure if i was able to get back on or not but uh you know i, let me I, in, so I
2: feel like if you get through you get through you know i mean if you know if you maybe had something you forgot to say or or whatever so if you get through the second time we've never had a third caller but let's not try it today let's start yeah, it. yeah <laughs> no, i figured you
8: guys had a little longer format that's so okay that's all right <laughs> i'm still counting
2: it as another call
8: because you got through Hell what's yeah. up I'll go quick so we can get the 16 callers in here. So that record. Go. Appreciate um, that. The, yeah, man, the, the Eagles dude, they're, uh, they don't scare me like at all. You look at the last uh, like three or four weeks, dude, they've been knocking on the doorstep of these losses. And I called it on Twitter. Before the game, I'm like, you know, this is the week the, the the horseshoe falls out of the Eagles' ass. I'm like, this is the 49ers are a vastly superior team. They don't play around either. They don't let teams hang around when they're playing their A game. Uh, they're they're well coached. They're disciplined. And except for Greenlaw, apparently, and um, I mean, they're they're just a monster team. With I don't know, I don't know what their weakness is. They don't have any weaknesses. It seems like, and they scare the absolute hell out me. But the Eagles, they can be picked on. Their secondary is trash. Hurts uh, has played not great this year. I mean he's he's been clutch, right? Mm-hmm. But his stats are, are mediocre. He doesn't pass the ball well this year. It's it's like middle of the pack. I'm not even sure how he's an M V P conversation outside of team record when you compare him with the other guys like Purdy and Dak. And it's just I think the Eagles are gonna lose a few more games for the end of the year. I think we're still gonna get screwed. I think the the Niners probably went out so we don't get the one seed, but I think there's a good chance now that we could take the the division.
6: Well, we'll
2: see. I mean, yeah, you're right, I, and, and I think Hertz is is pretty good. I mean, I, I do. I, I would I would have put him up there in the MVP category. Um, not that I vote, and, and we still got a lot lot to you know to go here. Uh, I think he's played really well. The thing that I think San Francisco did really well in the game was on third down. I mean, they they got it out of fourth and one and two. They, that you didn't see them have the ability to, to, to do the tush push that much, and so that's the key is that I think I think Greg Olson said it on the air, which is a great point, is that they have a fourth play. They have, an, I mean, they have an extra snap every time in their back pocket that other teams really don't because of because of their ability to get that fourth and one or fourth and two, and the 49ers really. They did a nice job of kind of not getting there. The weakness I would say the 49ers have, and it's not really a, a big one, it's just that the way they like to play, if you can get on them early and then force them to have to throw their way back into the game, I think that that that's that's kind of a problem for them. Um, because the, if they can run Debo and they can run McCaffrey and do all these you know cool things the way that they run east to west and all that. That, that that makes it tough. But if they have to sit back and throw and say, all right, we, we got to hurry and get back in this game. That's probably where they're not at their best. Of course, with the Eagles, they got up and of course the Cowboys, they, they were up uh, as well. So uh, that's, that's the key is I think you got to get them in a situation where you really have to force Purdy to, to make, make these throws. All right, let's go to Arthur in spring, Texas.
13: Arthur. Good morning, Nick. How are you doing? Good morning. Sir? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, right. you know, uh, there's an old adage that goes when somebody either tells you or shows you who they really are, believe them. Uh, I was glad to see Greenlaw get thrown out the game. Greenlaw was the one responsible for breaking Powell's leg. Yeah. When we played them last year, Greenlaw tried to do that same nonsense when we played them this year when he tried to body slam. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking it was Pollard that he did yeah. that to then. Yeah. So I was I was very happy to see him get thrown out the game. I don't have a problem with a player being tough. I have a problem with a player being dirty, because you're you're trying to interrupt this man's livelihood when you when you make plays or uh, make those kind of tackles on people. Yeah. I don't have any respect for a player that tries to take. Take people out like that. I I noticed like Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is just a good. You you can tell he's a he's a good-hearted person, with that doesn't have any ill intention. When he tackles tackles you, it's just because he's just manhandle whoever it was to get to you. So I have great respect for people like that. I have great respect for people like D. Law. That you know aggressive flair. And he just knows how to bring, you know, step the level of the game up to get the people. But yeah. uh, beyond beyond that, um, you know, the, the, those those haters are going to continue to hate and say that. Oh well, the Cowboys managed to pull off one win against a uh, against a winning team. But you know, I'm each each game, take it each one game at a time, and. The cream always rises to the top. Yeah, so, that's right. We'll get we'll get a chance to see it all play out.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh thanks for the call. Um and you're right, you know, you start you see a pattern with certain players. Um you guys know I'm an Arkansas guy, so I mean Dre Dre Greenlaw was a, a player at Arkansas. He was a good player and uh he drafted maybe in the seventh round and he's been he's had a really good career uh for the forty ers but you know, you you do see a pattern. With players like that, with injuries, um, and just and just playing with an edge, playing th- that way, playing kind of reckless, and whatever happens, happens, and uh, you know, you it, it's uh, it's unfortunate, especially when you get into to injuries that that can be, you know, season ending, career ending, even at, at that. Um, but but that's. You know, it, there's always that t- that fine line for those defensive players. Like, where can you be the most aggressive you can be, and kind of have an edge for yourself and for your whole team, and play with that intensity without maybe going over the line. And that's that's always tough, you know, because w- you know where is the line? You can't even see it. And so, um, I, I'll just leave it at that because I haven't seen a, a ton of their games and watch him but yeah when you see kind of the same player that do that um but that's also you know that's a seventh round pick that that's probably supposed to be in the league for a year if that and and he's turned into a you know really good player and the, and, and how that's how you do that is you sort of play with an edge but yeah it can definitely be uh, over aggressive at times and uh you know that could have hurt his team but 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 san francisco you know responded the right way and 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 you know the, Philly really couldn't stop him. All right, let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Mike, Nick,
12: how are you? Good. How are you doing, Mike? Doing good, sir. Appreciate y'all your work and uh, longtime listener.
2: All right, appreciate that. What do you got for us? Well,
12: I got kind of a, a funny question. I've been thinking about. Okay. Mike, Micah Parsons is uh, coming up for a contract, and he's going to want defensive end money. Hmm. He wears number eleven. If he if he is on the defensive line, what's the NFL's rules regarding him still keeping that eleven if he is if he's designated as a defensive lineman? I wondered about that, and uh, I just also wanted to say, really happy about uh, Aubrey kicking the ball. Hope Ferguson can uh, tie up old Billy Joe Dupree and <laughs> Hollywood Henderson was ahead of his time. Duncan over the goalposts. On his pick sixes um just like to hear your thoughts on any of those okay uh thanks again man i'll hang up and listen
2: you know Hollywood hey, Henderson. Oh! here we go i'm not sure his first time caller or not but but chris i, I love it you just threw it in he there was. It was first time okay yeah i i, I hadn't remembered that one as well but i wasn't gonna do it ask again and be like you know it's like hey are you yeah, you know that's kind of like when someone says, "Hey, hey, I, I'm Nick. Nice to meet you." You're like, oh, I've met you six times. You're like, okay, sorry. Um, Hollywood Henderson, I've I've mentioned him a little bit lately with uh, Sam Williams. As far as not off the field, I'm talking about just linebacker that can play like ahead of his time that way i mean a gunner he plays he's on the gunner i mean it's unbelievable um he he could probably return a kick if if you wanted him to um so yeah hollywood henderson was that type of guy uh for sure and um micah parsons um defensive ends can wear um defensive ends can wear a single digits uh i think randy gregory wears a five uh for the for the um um for the Niners and um you 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 definitely can I mean you, you can switch around so linebacker defensive end corner any defensive player I think can wear uh numbers that are that are in single digits and who knows Micah Parsons um we'll see if he wears 11 uh for the rest for his whole career I don't know there's a lot of 11 jerseys out there he's one of the he's one of the fan favorites for sure um Maybe there've been some talk, maybe he might want to change numbers if, if he ever if he can afford it. Uh but you're right, he's gonna definitely get a lot of money uh with this contract coming up, whenever that is. The Cowboys can negotiate starting next year after his third year. Uh of course they got to get C D paid as well. Um, but but yeah, they, they can they can start to do that. And he's gonna want the defensive end money because that's that's what makes him what he is. He's a he's a pass rusher. Um and he's played some linebacker, but but you know, where he's been where he's been at his best is when he's he's getting after the quarterback and and he's got more pressures than anybody in the league, so that's certainly a pass rusher. All right, all right, let's go to Michael's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Michael,
10: here we go. Here we- <laughs> What's up, man? All right, so I I quit Twitter years ago and okay. I, I I recently rejoined it just to follow follow the Cowboys stuff and everything, and um, I think I've decided. We could win out, which I think we will. Uh, the Eagles could lose to Seattle. We could be the number one seed, get to the Super Bowl, and blow out the AFC team, and people would still talk trash about Dak Prescott. No,
2: no, 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 no. Not if he wins the Super Bowl. Not, I, I, no.
10: There's, there'll still be people.
2: Well, but, okay. If the,
10: ref, the refs cheated us or something, they'll be
2: yeah, but if you win a super bowl for the Cowboys, I, I can't I would think that they would say he's the best player in football. I always thought that about Romo. If Romo could ever get one, he would be considered the best quarterback in the NFL. Just like Aaron Rodgers was at some time, just like Drew Brees probably was at, at one time, um, I, I think if you win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys, you're going to be put on a very, very high pedestal. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of people talking trash if that happens. So who knows? I, I, I don't. I've never experienced that, so I, I wouldn't know.
10: I wouldn't yeah, know. I remember in '92 and all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden, everybody was a Cowboys fan for for a while. But uh, one thing, uh, if if we beat the Eagles, which um, I'm hoping we do. Look, they were talking about the Eagles starting nine and one, so many years in a row, and we'll already be all caught up with them.
2: Yeah, that would be, be huge. This game is as big as it gets right now. Because if you don't win, I mean, it pretty much wraps up the division. I think for for the Eagles, I mean, it would have to be. It would it would take losses. I mean, who's going to lose to the Cardinals? Right? I mean. Sorry. Um, Maybe
10: they lose to the Giants twice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, if that happens, you know, then then I hope I hope everybody over there is okay. You know, because the, they they've certainly had a lot of injuries at that point. If that happens, um, if, they lose, if they lose to the Cardinals and the Giants, that's what makes this game so big. And then then after that, they got to play you know Seattle on on Monday night. Um, so uh, this is this is a big big stretch for them. You know.
10: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the Shack news. That's what I'm waiting All right. to see. All right. Hey, appreciate it.
2: Thanks, thanks for the call, Michael, Bowling Green, Kentucky. All right, let's move to James. He's in New Jersey. James.
14: Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, James? I'm doing excellent. I'm, uh, but outside of Philadelphia, I'm I'm from South Philly originally. I've been a fan since '65 for the Cowboys. Nice. Um, Yeah. Um, One point about the Niners, and one about the Eagles, which pertain to the Cowboys. All right. I noticed. I couldn't help but notice Nick. Game last night that the Niners only had two penalties, I believe, really? and one was and one was overruled by a, a personal foul against the Eagles. So, in other words, the penalty situation with the Cowboys on 27 yard that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think it got to the point to the point now where they need to start policing themselves and have like a kangaroo court type thing, and anybody that has a pre snap foul puts $1,000 in the kick, and that money goes to charity at the end of the season. That There's some kind of way they can discipline themselves. I don't know whether it'll work, but it can't hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You Because know? the penalty is totally out of control. Because you, you can't beat yourself against teams like Philadelphia and no. you know, the yeah, Especially
2: Yeah, especially when when they can get two to three yards on, on any any time they want. If you make it first exactly. and five, I mean, stay on sides. I I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I understand the the jump on the cadence, but I don't understand the lining up off sides. Like, I I just don't. I mean, you can, you can, I I know there's not a line there like there is on TV, but you can see the ball, right? You can see the ball. Exactly.
14: And then back, as far as the Eagles looks concerned, and that push thing, in the middle of the field, and you would need to do it just one time, the first time they try it, when the center goes to, get the ball, push him right on top of the – back into the – yeah. Okay, now when they're on the goal line, you're not going to stop that play. So you do the same thing as many times as they try to do it. When he goes to bend over to get the ball, you push him, the, the three guys in the middle, push him right on top of the quarterback or right on back into the backfield because they're not – they're going to make that touchdown anyway, Right. But you have to make them stop that – Play. And the physical. only way you're going to stop it is to take that old behind center and push him before he even touches that ball.
2: Oh, just, just, just a false start? Just, I mean, just an offsides? Blow me. him up.
14: Yes, the three guys in the middle blow him up because it's an offsides anyway. How far, you're on the one-yard line. How far are you going to go? They're going to get in.
2: <laughs> you just do that like two three times? Keep knocking <laughs> them back. And many
14: times they take before they, they need to stop it. It is not rugby. <laughs> It is football.
2: I've heard I've heard a lot of things about that. And uh, I've heard different you know different ways to stop it. And I mean, it, it is funny because now you're at a point where the, the, the things that are being said are against the rules, and one of them that I heard is against the law. But um, you know, it's it's funny. I think I think like I said before, the person that's going to stop it is Roger Goodell, and it sounds like that they're actually moving forward with that. And again, it, it I've said this before. This is not like, oh, no one can stop it, so don't do it. It's, it's, not the, it's not football. It's not the way you play other positions. You don't get to do that. You don't put someone on, their, on your shoulders and go block a field goal. You don't do that. You can't leverage. So why are you making yourself stronger by pushing people in the back? I don't understand it. Now, the key that they're going to have to figure out is do they want to take that out are you also going to take out the run? I think, I think the 49ers had one the other day where they got t- stopped at the eight and they pushed him all the way to the one. Uh, are you going to stop that like down the field plays as well? So that's probably what they have to figure out too. Cause, cause that happens too. I mean, they, they just push people and I, I, I can't stand that either. So, all right, but that's, we'll figure out how to, we'll see what the NFL does with that. It'll be interesting. But, uh, uh, it's it's an advantage for Philly, and and it and it starts with Kelsey. I mean, it really does. I mean, he's. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts isn't a part of it, but I mean, they they have a center that that really understands that uh, that part of it and that play and, and does a great job with it. All right, we we're. I've never said this before, so I'm going to say it right now. Our 17th caller of the day is Allen in Korea. Allen, hey, how's
4: it going? How's it going, Nate? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's one forty
2: three a. m. here in Korea. <laughs> wow, one forty three, huh? Yep. What are you doing? What are you um, doing up
4: so late? Um, I set my alarm to call to
7: call in. Awesome,
2: awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, I think I think not only first time caller, but uh, also I mean we. I mean this
6: is our
2: this is our seventeenth call. So here we go. Here we go. What's up, man?
4: Right up? I just um, wanted to mention something that I saw there. Um, it was a third and 16, and it, this was something I hopefully you see in this uh, game of the Eagles, but you had um, Ferguson and Tony Pollard both, both in chip blocks on the defensive end. Ferguson puts Sid Guy on the butt, yep. and then uh, Tony Pollard knocks Sid Guy into our line, and then... Uh, Jake Ferguson goes and gets a first down. So um I think stuff like that disrupting uh the pass rushers is gonna be is gonna be what's needed. Yep. And then just dominance from uh Tyron Smith blocking two rushers. That's just crazy. Right. So yeah, that's all I got. Um just hopefully get to see more of that disrupting
2: those pass rushers sure just it's the timing of everything Uh, thanks for the call alan appreciate that get get some sleep here uh it's almost two o'clock in the morning over there um no we, we appreciate that of course that's our third caller here from uh outside the the country so uh that's awesome and obviously like i said the most we've ever had of course Adding an extra thirty minutes helps with that, and so that's why I figured we would do that. But um, yeah, as for the tight ends, I think for sure um, the, the the timing of, of, of chipping these these defensive ends just kind of throwing things off a little bit. Um, obviously, you want to get to a point where you know you wouldn't need the help. Tyron hasn't needed a lot of help in his career. Um, and and, you know, Terrence Steele. you know, you want to get to that point where where you don't have to stay in there, but, but you know, if if they, they can make some, some plays, especially if you have tight ends that can, that can get up the field, uh, that third and 16 play. I mean, that was huge. That was a big play in the game early on to Ferguson and and he caught it and needed what still needed 15 yards or so to get the first. And so he's got the ability to do that. And, and he's really, he's really becoming a a playmaking tight end. Uh, and if you have that on this team, with CD and, and Cooks, and of course the you know Pollard and all that, if you you have a playmaking tight end that you can throw into the mix here, that that changes a lot of things. And we see that in, in Kansas City because Kelsey absolutely can make plays uh, and, and elude you know tackles and all that stuff. All right, let's go to uh, our next caller here, Diego in the Bronx. What's up?
15: Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing? I'm good. All right, uh, I just got two things I wanna speak on. Um so the first is actually about uh Dak Prescott. I know a few weeks ago he spoke to the media about um like speaking on the an angry fans kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, back in uh twenty eighteen, he had blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> because I was just I was just so upset about us losing our Tony Romo like the year prior. Uh-huh. And then uh Dez Bryant was heading out that year. I was real emotional. I was a big Death guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on the DAC train yet, but um, I'm the same guy in uh, 2020 when he got injured. I even popped a tear for the guy when he got hurt <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, if I could ever get him to unblock me at some point, man, that will be great. <laughs> and uh, the, the second thing was I took a trip to um, Philadelphia week nine by myself, and I sat, and sat in the stands by myself. And, man, I tell you, those fans, they did me bad, man. Every time up and down the aisles, they just kept coming after me with the booze. So, Cowboys fans, next week at the stadium, up and down the aisles, please give them hell. <laughs> That'll be great.
2: It, it, was that all that it was? Was just the booze? I mean, I, I know, I know that. I mean, that it, that's not fun. But as long as it wasn't like physical or anything. Oh
15: no, no, they couldn't. They, people know who to mess with. I'm like a big guy. I played football myself. I'm brother right. in New York City, so they people know who to mess with. I gave it. I gave them. A fair share as
2: well. So <laughs> Well, you almost you almost got the last laugh there. So uh but uh hey I, I appreciate uh, you know, I, I applaud you going up there with you know by yourself and saying yeah. <laughs> you know, what are they gonna do? But uh yeah, I mean it's it, you know, they are obviously they're passionate about their team and, and all that and it, it, it's an experience. But uh, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of that going on yesterday, and I bet you there was, there was a lot of 49er fans there. 49ers are they they travel well to every place, yeah. so I bet that and was if, interesting. I won't be surprised I, if okay, I see that. One more thing. Go ahead. One more thing. One more thing. Um, so I have the Cowboys beating
15: Philly by 10 or better next week. You okay. Guys, don't worry. We're gonna win.
2: All right. Sounds good. I don't think you're missing a whole lot on Dak on Twitter. I don't think he does a whole lot there. Uh, he he did young. You know, when he was younger. And, Of course, there's a lot of history on that where he, he was when he was in what high school and or college, when he tweeted out about Romo about being done with Romo and then he ends up playing with him. uh he was a little bit more active on Twitter than he is now. I don't think he does a whole lot of, other than like community type things and stuff. All right, let's go to one more caller here. Alan in Idaho.
7: Hey, Nick, how are you doing? Right, good. How are you? Hey, awesome. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I love the show. No problem. Hey, just had a quick observation. Um, just kind of in the games that I have seen with the Eagles, looks like Lane Johnson. Every single play is early, but they're never calling it. What are your takes on that?
2: Hate it. I see. I the, I paused it actually one time in the game. I paused it like perfectly, and I, it was like he was out ready to block two other linemen still touching the ground with their with their hands. Like now, I've heard people say he actually gets out faster than than the other guys, but. I don't know, man. It looks very early to me. And not only that, he's lined up like three yards off the ball. So that's another thing that I hate is that they're so nitpicky when it comes to like a helmet being across the ball on the off for offsides. But yet your right tackle is pretty much, you know, even with the quarterback and the shotgun. So I don't yeah. know. It's, it's But they don't ever call it. They don't ever call no,
7: it. No, I, I tried it last night too. There was one play where it looked like both tackles like, before the ball was even snapped, they were both moving. Yeah, and then then the ball comes out, and of course, nothing's called, and they get the play. But just frustrating because we can't ever get anything like that. We always look. No, like, I don't that,
2: know. it was frustrating that 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 happened in the Cowboys game over and over and over, and they ended up losing the game because on the six yard line at the end of the game, Tyler Smith gets a false start, which was pretty you know it was pretty questionable as well gets a false start called moves them back to the 11 and then they get a sack but you don't get that false start call, call. I think the Cowboys throw it four times from the six I, I think they score um yeah. but you know it's just that's the way that that it goes but you know the Eagles finally got some calls against them in that game cuz they hadn't been getting a, a whole lot but they did in that game
7: Yeah no I agree appreciate it
2: All right thank you for the call that's Allen in Idaho that's our 19th caller And I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, 20 would have been nice, but uh, something to shoot for. Uh, Unless, Chris, unless there's somebody calling right now, we can maybe do that. I don't think so. No one. one. So that's it. We're going to end it with 19. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I appreciate you guys calling. We got three from outside the U.S. New York. With the win, New York. I mean, a lot of calls from New York here, from the Bronx and um, from Long Island. We we had we had uh, five different calls from, from the state of New York. That was the, the winner of our America's Team Challenge. I just made that up. But, uh, all right, sounds good. Uh, this was great. Tomorrow, back to normal time, though. It'll be uh, 10 a.m. Central time. Uh, the Cowboys break will be following us right now. So, appreciate you guys for Chris Beam. I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See ya.